Now more than ever, it's important for you and your family to enjoy the spaces you're in most often. Visit fergusonshowrooms.com to shop online or schedule a personalized consultation to meet with our experts at your local Ferguson bath, kitchen, and lighting gallery. Together, we'll help you make the most of home and create a space you'll love to live in. Get started on your project and discover extraordinary products like the Pro Grand Range by Thermador. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. You there. This is Dave and Jason. Hey. From DC On Screen. It's that time again. We need help from you to grow our show. But keep listening because there's something in it for you. Give us a five-star written review on iTunes for a chance to win a free DC trade paperback, DVD, or Blu-ray valued at $15 or less. One in ten will win. The winner will be randomly selected with a number generator on random.org and announced on one of our news episodes. It's pretty simple, really. Free stuff. Hooray! Anyway, yeah, seriously, do that. It helps us a lot. It's, like, so good. Anyway, sit back. Enjoy this brand new episode of DC On Screen. Welcome into DC On Screen, your guide to the DC Universe on film and television. This is episode 210. I am your host, David C. Robertson. This is my co-host, Jason Goss. Hey! Uh, if it's been released, we're bound to get spoilery on it. Sorry, guys. Go watch stuff. And then hang out with us. And then hang out with us. But first, I want to get this out of the way, because why not? Um, everybody knows that listens to this show. We are sponsored by Loot Crate. Um, this theme for October, if you're into horror, I mean, obviously, come on, Halloween. Yeah. You knew they were going to do horror, right? Yeah, gotta be. They are taking 40 years of creepy, campy, bloody icons putting them in this month in this month's crate mm-hmm. um and then they're so, gonna fight. i mean man we're talking about the walking dead nightmare on elm street friday the 13th texas chainsaw massacre halloween uh you have until the 19th at 9 p.m pacific to subscribe and receive that month's crate and if you don't do that well i can't help you mm. but go to lootcrate.com forward slash giant size team up enter the code giant size team up and uh maybe we can get you a little something off on that mm-hmm. mm? it's mm-hmm. less than 20 dollars a month anyway yeah just slide it on in baby get it in there get you some kind of weird horror shit <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> scare your kids with it because that's, that's what good spirit. parents do <laughs> yeah where were you raised <laughs> We we just called it the monthly frightening. <laughs> the monthly frightening. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. So uh, this is going to be kind of a short-ish episode. Bound to happen one, every now and then. One, because we're recording this like two days early. Um, had some prior commitments on Monday, so kind of had to do it today on uh, Saturday. Mm-hmm. Also, it's early just news. a slow news week. It's yeah. just a slow news week. Just nothing's going on. Uh, a couple of things happen, so we're going to talk about them. First up, DCEU news in general. Uh, Jeff Bukes, 
the uh, Time Warner chairman CEO told investors on Wednesday that he thinks there is a little room for improvement in the execution, <laughs> the creative execution for the WB movies, the the DC movies uh, specifically. Um, he did, you know, stress that the he did stress that those two titles, BVS and Suicide Squad, uh, were financially successful. Mm-hmm. They did do what they wanted them to do, um, but he says that the DC Comics characters have a little more lightness in them than maybe what you saw in those movies, so we're thinking about that. <laughs> it's, um, yeah, it's been clear for a minute now that they were going to go down that road. Yeah. It's just, it, it, it keeps cracking me up now, because it, it, it's a newsworthy mm-hmm. bit every time. Like, all right, they've, they've mm-hmm. already agreed. All right, we're going to go lighter. Yeah. You know what's funny, though? Did, like, if the Marvel he, guy had come out and said, uh, like, hey, there's a little room for improvement, he would be, like, lauded as a, a, a humble, like, oh, man, look, it's an executive. It's in touch with his people. He wants to make it even better. This guy comes uh-huh. out, and he, and he, in the face of the public, he just appears to be hugely self-unaware. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, there, weird, there were people hitting their screens going, a little room? You fucker. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he he's, you know, they keep leaning on the whole, like, look, we're bringing in Jeff Johns and, and John Berg. They're going to fix it. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. We've been told this over and over again. We know this. This is what's happening. Huh. Proof is going to be in the pudding. I guess we'll see if it worked. Uh-huh. Um, which, Bukes is saying their strategy has already worked. The execution did deliver what we wanted it to. Uh, we can do a little better on the creative. We're right on course or better with the plan. Um, so, I mean, that's him referencing Suicide Squad being so damn leggy <laughs> at the box <laughs> office. Uh, it's made over $720 million so far. I hadn't even, um, hadn't even hit DVDs yet. He said the main thing was to launch DC and rigor- reinvigorate it with the fan base, which I think it did. Based on Tumblr, Twitter, and all the people talking, like the fans are digging this, and a lot, and a lot of the fans are anyway. Yeah. Um. Maybe not as many as there should be, but well, so I, many it was are. a very divisive movie because it, it it took a very specific tack. I mean, what are you gonna do? Some mm-hmm. people are gonna hate it. Some uh, people are gonna he love says it. the reboot, the reboot of Batman with Ben Affleck in the role was a big success. Um. He said that the fan reaction to Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman has been very positive, which is completely true. Yeah, just um, 100%. No one walked away and went, well, but Wonder Woman was terrible. That didn't happen. <laughs> Actually, uh, you know, a while back, Screen Splosion, our buddies Steve West and Jacob Raspberry were talking about it. And Steve said he had dinner with some lady who was like, who is the lady with superpowers at the end of Batman v Superman? He's like, oh, that was Wonder Woman. <laughs> she was like, that was Wonder Woman? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, um, that's kind of obvious, but whatever. It, the giant W's on the on the chest plate didn't help. Okay. Right. Or the lasso. Or the lasso. Or, or, the, or the electron cleaving sword. Or yeah, nothing. Okay. Yeah. Did did you not did you not know because she didn't spin around for twenty seconds? I don't know. Before she did anything. That was probably it. Yeah. Yeah. She didn't hear the music cue. Hey, I'll give her this though. Like that's a huge change in music cue from the like what you're doing to that's that's a big turnaround. It's a big turnaround. Yeah. But still. Oh, that's not my Wonder Woman. She's not wearing a one piece bathing suit. Also, they said her name in the course of the movie. They did. They did. They did. Anyway, they didn't uh, no Wonder reasonable, Woman. no reasonable persons thought that would. I'll, I'll rephrase that. <laughs> you know, I've had that for years. Though, is like I, I went to a Christian school. I'd be like drawing Batman, and like somebody would. That, he looks evil. Why does he look evil? He looks like the devil. I'm like, that's Batman. That's not any Batman I've ever seen. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I mean, hopefully if you're a mugger, he should look like the devil. That's the point. <laughs> nah, man, they wanted Adam West. Yeah. Anyway, over to some Batman v Superman news. Uh, they put out, like, this... I don't know who, I don't remember who it was. I'm sure I wrote it down somewhere, but it's not here. A Man of Steel Batman v Superman comparison was released. Mm-hmm. Did you see this thing? Did I show this to you? I don't no, you remember. didn't. I didn't catch that one. Okay. I thought I sent you a whole bunch of stuff to look at, but whatever. Yeah, anyway. Maybe. Totally cool comparison. And I had not even noticed this, and I feel stupid. There is a comparison scene where it's like, it compares Man of Steel where Zod whips his stabber thing out and guts Jor-El. Mm-hmm. In Man of Steel, the way like the shots they use when like Zod is looking at Jor-El, the way Jor-El falls, um, and with the way Doomsday whips his stabber thing out and gets Superman, they have similar shots of how they Zod and Doomsday looking at their ill victims. Mm-hmm. Then with the same exact timing and in almost the same way, father and son fall. That's pretty that's dope, neat. It's pretty. Of course, somebody dope. else is going, yeah, Snyder's ripping himself off now. <laughs> matter of, it was matter of how you see it just not something i'd noticed before it was a thoughtful piece of filmmaking that i missed and i appreciate it thought i would mention it on the show right um three more batman v superman easter eggs were were confirmed um some of them were kind of half easter eggs uh twitter user jesse parker 2914 realized that kg beast janitorial outfit had the name clay I reckon for Clay Anus, mm-hmm. and uh, was from Terrio Janitorial, Chris Terrio being a writer on the movie. Enos mm-hmm. um, responded and said that those crew names are legally cleared. That's why you see crew names used from time to time. They're half Easter eggs. Uh, Man of Steel 37, uh, sorry, 37013 on Twitter says, Hot damn, Zack Snyder is very detailed. Clay Enos, can you confor- confirm? That's what the PB means on the canisters. Lead. The canisters that are filled with kryptonite that ba- Batman is messing around with. Uh, Enos confirms that it is lead. That is the periodic... Uh, periodic table. <laughs> yeah. That thing. This, that thing you haven't thought about in God knows how long, right? Yeah, that's deep. Yeah. That's a deep track. He didn't have to scroll those on. Um, yeah, right. Clay says lead, exactly. Nothing happens by accident in Zack's movies. Yeah. Jeez. Um, um, Twitter user JD2413 pointed out that the mother box that created Cyborg has a government ID of 61982. Cyborg first appeared in Tales of New Teen Titans number one, which was June of 1982. Now that one's neat. Yeah. That one's super neat. Yeah. That one, I mean, that and, buried pretty deep too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so those are some fun things. I like Easter eggs from time to time. Yeah, of course. Over to Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad, the album is the only soundtrack this year to go gold. It's a good soundtrack, man. That means it sold 500,000 copies. But that's a lot of copies for a CD these days. <laughs> yeah. I've actually uh um, it's a pretty decent jogging soundtrack actually. Uh, I mean, I don't know that it was that that is necessarily the CDs. It may have just been albums uh period over all mediums. But I do remember a few months ago when it was doing really well, it was like number one on the on the charts, and they were saying like something like seventy percent of of those were physical copies, which is mind boggling. Yeah, it's surprising. I thought the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, like, you don't get a lot of physical copies of things these days because I mean it's just too easy to get like a nine ninety nine a month Spotify or Apple Music and just have all of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just too damn easy. Yeah. 
So, uh, over to Wonder Woman news, Alina An- Anaya, uh, this is the, the lady that has the, uh, the mask on in the trailer that's all, like, cracked and shit. Yeah, been wondering about her. Uh, yeah, she says, it was a small role in this big ensemble, and by the way, this is translated, uh, in this big ensemble, but it is an important character in the story, it's directed by Patty Jenkins, then there's Gal Gadot as our main lead, Chris Pine as her co-lead, and I'm going to be a big nightmare for the two of them. Okay. Still, I'm just as confused as I was before, but I'm intrigued. Hey, she's a villain. She looked villainy, but I was willing to put my money on that one anyway. Sure. Well, she looked also kind of victim-y. Yeah, maybe. And that was like, and it it would be set in the days that like people had like those big uh, like porcelain prosthetics. Sure. I just that mask looked too ominous. I was I had my money on villain, and they shot her. They shot her a certain way Mm -hmm. in the trailer. I mean. Right. <laughs> they shot her a certain way. In the in face. In the face, yeah. <laughs> you only shoot villains in the lower jaw. <laughs> Good guys get shot in the temple. <laughs> so, Henry Cavill uh, did a little thing for Make-A-Wish. Um, he posted a short message with a photo Um and there were a couple of kids there. He said, I had the good fortune of meeting some real superheroes last week. Oren, your strength is exceptional. And Summer, your support is a rock that is irreplaceable. You are both inspirations to us all. And the picture, you know, they're they're like all posing. And uh, he is smiling with his hands on his, like his fists on his hips. Mm-hmm. In the background, you see all the these like really cool Justice League standees. I don't even think we've seen these before. They haven't been released. Um, but they're like the cardboard standees, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that was badass. Not really anything new there as far as what they look like, but, you know, we haven't seen those before. And like I said, slow news week. Um, <laughs> one of our... <laughs> picture of him standing in front of cardboard smiling is... It qualifies this week. <laughs> it does. Especially since one of our uh, one of our buddies on Twitter, Imperious Lex, uh, cut out just the picture of him smiling and was like... Uh, there, he's smiling. Are you contented now, you bastards? <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. It made me laugh. Are you not entertained? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, someone, uh, Art Spear Entertainment's Toon Sandwich series, they put out a cartoon spoof of the Comic-Con Justice League trailer. Um, did you watch this thing? No, the spoof, yeah. Yeah, um, some of it was pretty funny. I enjoyed it. You guys should go check it out. I'll put up a link in the show notes. Oh, I got several chuckles. My my favorite part, uh, is definitely the cyborg toast. The cyborg toast? You like, I see, I didn't think the cyborg toast was funny at all. Took me by surprise, man. Took me by surprise. What I really enjoyed was Batman going, I'm only real when it's useful. And he's like, is it useful? And he goes, mm, nah, poof. Yeah. And then she's like, Wonder Woman's like, Cyborg, who are you talking to? And it goes into like the X-Files theme. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I really loved the, I didn't like it at first, the uh, Barry's twin brother that Bruce accidentally kills. But yeah. when he shows up and, uh, and Flash gets his head blown off, not again, yeah. cracked me the hell up. Actually, uh, um, a little bit in the background on that, if you see it, is uh, when he when he shows up, when Barry shows up at his apartment, and Bruce is there. In the background, they have a television station. It's like twenty four hour skulls TV or something. <laughs> just just a skull on the TV. Did you uh, find? Did you see what was written on the battering? Uh, no. If found, return to Wayne Manor. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. 
Uh, and what uh, on her on her shield? I think it said like one shield to rule them all. Yes, it did. Yeah. It absolutely did. Um, I even enjoyed the the trident and Bruce's shoulder with the note that said, "I'm not interested." Yeah, that was good. <laughs> that was good. Um, I'm looking for alcoholics with body tats or whatever that was. Right. That was funny. Um, so yeah, good job. I didn't I didn't find the entire thing funny, obviously, but uh, the toast I just I didn't like the toast necessarily. But I it was mostly funny. It just took me by surprise. And it seemed incredibly useful, too. <laughs> I didn't say it wasn't useful. I didn't say I wasn't I mean, envious. man's got toast on the go. You get hungry out in the field. I know. I know. <laughs> he's like, I don't have a stomach. I mean, oh. at some point he's out there, and, you know, Bruce is just going like, I haven't, Alfred hasn't fed me in three days. There you go, buddy. Chicken. Here's some field toast. <laughs> yep. Uh, so apparently, a number of fans really, really want Shia LaBeouf to play Jason Todd. Uh, eh, okay. I don't know. It's not like he's a bad actor. It's just hard to wrangle. I don't want to spend like five percent of the movie's budget just <laughs> keeping him in check. Yeah. Well, Change dot org has a petition up to get him instated as Jason Todd. Mm-hmm. There are uh, about thirty two hundred supporters so far. I don't care either no, way. No. Um, there are uh, there's a rabid rabid fan base who are like protesting this as if it's actually going to happen mm-hmm. um, mainly because they just want Jensen Ackles from Supernatural to be the character and I'm like dude he is too old at this point <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes I know he did the voice I yeah. know I and know. did a fine job and dude him 10 years ago would probably be about spot on but... I don't like Jensen Ackles I got nothing against him <laughs> I've got everything against him. Apparently he can carry a show for like 24 seasons. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I don't know why I don't like him. I just, when I was a kid, I saw him on uh, Days of Our Lives, you know? And uh, he just kind of always annoyed me. And then then he was was on that uh, Dark Angel show with Jessica Alba. Yep. And he annoyed me there, too. Just one of those one of those guys you're just never gonna. Yeah, gonna it's like just him. his face. <laughs> I, that was he was the one of the, he was the one of the big reasons that I quit watching Smallville original in the original run because he see he like showed up in season four as Lana's boyfriend and I was just like I'm out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Only to and be then, back like, in his, so hard. Yeah, and then his character left like the episode after I I stopped watching. <laughs> I think I've said before I did that with Game of Thrones. Like I watched a few episodes and thought, "Oh, it's moving so slow." And then apparently the next episode, like twelve people died. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Well, too late now. <laughs> it's not too late. You can go back. No, man. I found out about that like three years later after I'd already heard about some other stuff. Uh, yeah, two or three years later. But yeah, uh, so I didn't even like. No one even told me. I was just like, "No, I'm gonna power through. I want to watch the rest of Smallville." So I like watched the first couple of two or three seasons. And so I'm like, "Okay, here's season four, man." And like I got to the point where I did, I remembered still, and like the next episode he was gone. I was like, oh well, oh, that was that was weird, <laughs> anticlimactic. I was I was ready for so much. Um, I don't. Like, he's not a bad actor. I just don't like him. I don't know why. I really don't know why. I'm sorry, yeah. Jensen. I'm sorry, dude. I don't. I don't know why. Everybody's got a couple of those people. You might still win me over. I mean, Chickless won over Jason. It's true. This is true. <laughs> I'm actually excited about him now. But we went over that in a previous episode. Mm. So over to Gotham, 
there is a lot of hubbub on the interwebs about, again, I should say, about whether or not Barbara Keene is going to become Harley Quinn. The executive producers have said is they will probably go and use Harley Quinn at some point, and it could be someone we have seen on the show. To me, Barbara is the obvious choice, so I wouldn't be surprised if it... I wouldn't be surprised if it was her. I also wouldn't be surprised if it was someone else completely. It's going to be Barnes. They said they were going to do something real funky with him. <laughs> You're just imagining him yeah. in the outfit now, aren't you? Do it, Dave. Sadly, do it. Sad, sadly, it's the, it's the daddy's little monster outfit, too. Mm. And it's not... That's, That's the funniest version of it, though. You know, I was enjoying my little prank, but now I feel bad. Yeah, the pudding choker just oh, just smushes the fat. Anyway. <laughs> just imagine him saying pudding. That'll, that'll haunt you for a little while. <laughs> but what if, it's, what if it's Leslie Tompkins at the end of the That'd day? be fun. That'd be fun. Like, seriously, like, if we... That's what I was thinking, like, maybe like, we go down this road of Jim being the Joker. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Probably not. Mm-hmm. My favorite theory, though, is that it's Silver St. Cloud. Um, yeah, could be. She's got the psych background for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that could work. Anywho, who knows what they're going to be doing. So, here's something they did, and uh, I was afraid of this. And I didn't, like, we saw the beginning of this on the premiere episode. Dude grabs Ivy, she kind of ages up a little bit and jumps down into the this hole, or falls down in this hole. Mm-hmm. They think she's dead. We know that she's going to be coming back as, like, the older Poison Ivy. Mm-hmm. Um, now there's a Hollywood reporter interview with producer Ken Woodruff. And in that interview, he says, he gives the reason why they decided to, to do this to her and change the character. And I hate it. I hate it. It's disgusting to me. Mm -hmm. Uh, he says the character Ivy in the comics, he says in the comics, one of her greatest powers is the power of seduction. We want to explore that classic canonical power of Ivy. He is really pushing that this is a thing that was from the comics. Mm -hmm. He is trying to get as little flack for this as possible. And I think that's hilarious. Yes. Good luck, buddy. Um, and we didn't just make her older with that attack. When she's changed and transformed, there's a real character change as well. Well, there better She'll be. Have some... Otherwise, you just vixenized yeah. like a 12-year-old girl. Mm-hmm. She'll still have some of the same traits, but she'll be much darker, more manipulative than the Ivy we've seen so far. There's a more evil quality to her as well. It's more than just physical. But with all of this talk of the power of seduction, mm-hmm. whether you age her up physically or not, she's still a like 15-year-old girl, dude. Yeah, it's just weird. I'm not digging that. It's weird, and like you just you, you just admitted, by the way, that the reason that you did something was so that you could have a sex pot on the show. Yeah. You could sex it up on the show. Yeah. I don't want to see that. Mm-mm. I don't want to see this little... Because... At no, like, I'm sure like there are some weirdos out there who will be tuning in like, oh yeah, finally. But me, I'm going to be sitting there going like, no, last week that was like a 15-year-old girl. Yeah, it's going to be hard for me to get over that. They're going to have to write it. They're going to have to do something special. And also, talking about making her darker and... Dude, she was creepy. Yeah. The girl that was playing her was creepy. Super creepy. She was already kind of evilish. Yeah. You could see her... And see, that's, I think this is like them taking, like, just a dude touching her is gonna, like, turn her evil. Man, 
that girl was creepy. She was. Yeah. Like, she was messed up. You she, you could tell she was damaged. That girl and, played it so well anyway. All the, if they had invested any amount of time, they could have, and decided not to take the easy way out. That's what I don't <laughs> like about this, though. As much uh, as, like, as much as it feels just plain creepy, um, and it does. It, the other part about it that, that I hated is that the show's premise is that you get to see these people grow up and you just pulled like a cheat code. Mm-hmm. That's not that's not what we tuned in for. I wanted to see it. No, yeah. I mean, I it's wanted like, to see that little girl grow code. up and, you know, get her botanical powers. And I mean, if she ended up growing up to be a seductress or something, you know, write it in there and let's do that. But And if you follow the books or the, you know, critically lauded Batman the Animated Series, you'll see that she was already well on her way to becoming... Ivy, the mm-hmm. way her the her character was already Ivy. Yeah, you didn't have to like Uma Thurman her up. And that's the other part Ugh. that I didn't like about this is it feels like they just wanted to get to the Uma Thurman stage, mm-hmm. which is a misguided and b not well executed. Well, I mean, despite you know some writers and fans' desire to make Poison Ivy, you know this like sex pot or you know specifically lesbian or I mean she's asexual. She really. <laughs> That's the intended, like, she just uses whatever she has at her disposal to get I, what she it, wants. She, she seems to be more in love with her plants than anything, and then if she ends up in a relationship, mm-hmm. it's more like a fling from her plants. <laughs> it's like something she's doing in between yeah. time with her plant. Yeah, like, she has kind of, like, like, Deanie talks about it as in, like, the original Batman animated series. She actually was a little more close to humanity, but by the time you get to the new adventures, she's very removed from humanity. Mm-hmm. Like she just doesn't give a shit about anything like that anymore. Yeah, just not her problem. The last real humanity we see from Ivy in that regard is in that in well in the in that series is when she's uh what was it called House and Garden when she's <laughs> created the, that plant family. Yeah, the little plant family. I mean, her on <laughs> yeah. the plane is uh is touching, but it's still just oh yeah yeah. But still warped beyond reason. Yeah. Anyway, uh, you know, again, this is me bitching about them not living up to my own personal expectations, so I'll see where they take it, but I gotta say, not digging the whole, like, let's sex up a 15-year-old. Just not. It's just, just not digging it. it. This is creepier than what you did with Bruce and Silver last season. I, I'm sorry. It just is. Yeah, I agree. Like, ugh. I ugh just, I, I'm tired of watching Gotham and getting the ick factor. Like, I don't want to feel like an ick. Ugh. Yeah. Whatever. Moving on. Supergirl season trailer, Sky trailer released. Um, that's what they're calling it, the Sky trailer. Sure. Have you seen this thing? Yeah. I mean, Sky trailer sounds more glamorous than, like, trailer number one. It does, but, you know, you know, they call them these different things. They call them these things now, these number. kids. Um, not a whole lot to see. Something's coming for them to team up. Uh, doesn't show us a lot. I personally think the cinematography looks better than it did on CBS. Ah, uh, so far I've agreed, yeah. The flying it looks looks a little less more weird. Yes, it looked a little more stylized. Um, I really enjoyed, like, the trailer they put out a couple weeks ago with, with her taking off looked like the CGI from The Flash, which is, I would say, usually a great thing. Yeah. Um, in motion, I think Tyler Hecklin looks very good as Superman mm-hmm. so far. Um, I'm pretty excited about this. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, they have released a synopsis for the first episode, which I believe is called The Adventures of Supergirl. The CW has a new hero, and she's bringing Superman with her. When a new threat emerges in National City, Kara and slash Supergirl teams up with her cousin, Clark Kent slash Superman, because we don't know who that is, mm-hmm. to stop it. Kara is thrilled to have family in town, but it leaves Alex feeling a bit left out. Meanwhile, Hank and Supergirl are stunned by the pod that came crashing to Earth. 
There we go. Yeah. This is going to be a uh, Greg Berlani and Andrew Kreisberg story, essentially. So yeah, that comes out uh, Monday night, October tenth, eight p.m. Eastern. Yeah, the wait is the wait is not long. Uh, so Brenda Strong is joining the Supergirl cast in a recurring role. They're not saying what that is. Uh, I meant to check and see who she was because I saw a picture of her and I think I know who she is. Yeah, that's Sue Ellen Mischke from Seinfeld. The oh. Brawless Wonder. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that at all. Oh, it's a, it's a good one. Elaine actually like gives her a bra to try to tell her she needs to wear a bra. Mm. And uh, instead, she decides to wear it as a top around town. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> she's a good actress, though. She's funny. I don't know how that'll play, but maybe she, I mean, she, I'm sure she doesn't have to be funny. I'm just not sure how a lot of Supergirl is going to play it. I mean, yeah, they they moved a couple of their pieces. I'm just I want to get I want to get to the end of episode one of this season with it with them and just see where we are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So David Harewood did an interview with Fred Topple, I believe is the pronunciation, over at Showbiz Junkies. Um, I'll put up a link to that. It's a good interview. It's a lot of fun. Here's here's the biggest stuff that I took out of it, though. Uh, Fred says, The Martian Manhunter history was touched upon in Season 1. What do you want to see pulled in from this mythology in Season 2? And Harewood says, Probably having his brother, and I'm not going to pronounce this correctly, Probably having his brother, Ma'el Fahak, <laughs> who kind of masquerades as John in some of the comics and almost ruins the Justice League. Having a bad guy brother who is apparently responsible for the death of Mars would be pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, would be a pretty awesome foe to deal with. We have to, but we have to wait and see. Dude, that is a deep pull. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's done his research. Yeah. Or that's pending and he's just letting it slip. Yeah. And, uh, uh, Fred says, how does Superman react to having you around? Harewood says, I have to say, there's going to be a little bit of tension. The first two scripts really kick it off, really kicks it off with Superman and Martian Manhunter. There's a history, and that's and that's what's great. Uh, you see a bit of backstory immediately. There's another great reveal of how they met and why they fell out, so it's pretty cool. It's something I'm excited about. Me too. Yeah. I want to see all of that. Yeah. Um, also, they did not apparently tell David Harewood who he was playing. They waited until the week before shooting to tell him he wasn't Hank Henshaw, and then still didn't tell him who he was for a while. <laughs> <laughs> That's dirty. Yeah. I like but it. there's uh yeah, there's there's more of the interview. He talks about it, the show and stuff, but we're gonna move on to the flash. Uh the, they got they put out a new poster. It doesn't look great at first. It looks like just like him with like a bunch of red around him. Mm-hmm. But then like you start looking at it and it looks pretty cool if you actually look at it for a second. Um just saw a bunch of people bitching about it. Like, this is the flash poster with the season? What the hell? I'm like, guys, calm down. Just a poster. Good job. I mean, good just job. just a poster. I like I I saw uh, it and I never did look too closely at it. So I, I have I mean I didn't like stare at it looking for clues or anything. I just like saw it and went, Oh yeah, flash, cool. Yeah, I mean, it's like... I think that was all I was expecting to do with it, though, right? It's a bunch of red and yellow. It looks like him running. I don't... I mean, but, you know, it was intricate red and yellow. It was like, there's... It was an intricate Photoshop job. I don't know what you guys are complaining about. <laughs> On the poster, it says, New Destinies, New Dangers. I'm down. I don't know. I, I, everyone just um, <laughs> wanted, like, a picture of him punching Garad in the jaw. I guess so. Which sounds uh, great. I'll take that poster. <laughs> They've released a uh, premiere synopsis. The aftermath, Barry realizes the effects from Flashpoint are much greater than he thought. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Barry meets new co-worker Julian Albert. 
and it surprised by Julian's immediate disdain for Barry. It was directed by Ralph Hemmecker, written by Aaron Helbig and Todd Helbig. So, yeah, there's that. Not a whole lot they're wanting to give out there, apparently. Uh, there is a rumor that, well, I mean, it's not really a Chantel Van Satin, uh, who played Patty Spivet, mm-hmm. it's not really a rumor when she says there, there's a very strong possibility if everything works out, she'll be returning. I can dig that. She was, she was good. I love Patty. Mm-hmm. I, I know, I know he's supposed to wind up with Iris, but I like Patty. Yeah, uh, we we were dubious about her, and then we fell in love with her. They were just so damn cute together, <laughs> yeah, being all and awkward on each other. I, I like Iris, and I like him winding up with Iris, but, you know, I just uh, just as long as I see that Patty's happy. Because I like Patty. Yeah. <laughs> I, we said that many times. I just, I just want her to be happy wherever she is now. You know, we, uh, we uh, you always say like we don't care about the romance aspect of these shows. But I'm like, except for Patty. But then there's, but then they just make <laughs> one that's too damn cute. Yep. Yeah. They have released an Arrow season five uh, poster. It says his fight, his city, his legacy. And it's like a shot. It's like a crotch shot almost. It's a worm's eye view of Oliver standing with the city around him. And uh, yeah, it's a pretty dope poster. I dig it. Mm-hmm. I like that one. Um, hopefully the season will be as good. Yeah. They they look like they're going more for hand-to-hand street brawls this year, which is, mm-hmm. that, that was the mm-hmm. right way. That was the right place to go. Which I'm a little sad because, like, he's back in sleeves. Yeah, that's fine. I kind of like the bare arm, though. Made me feel, it made it feel more like the, the comics. Yeah. Anyway, Arrow Season 5, they have a uh, premiere synopsis for Legacy. Suit up, Oliver's new recruits for Team Arrow are Curtis, Wild Dog, and Evelyn Sharp. Unfortunately, the Green Arrow's training methods proved to be too much for some of them to handle. Meanwhile, by the way, they didn't mention Ragman. Mm-mm. Meanwhile, in the flashbacks, Oliver's initiation into the Bratva continues. James Banford is uh, directing this one. Written by Speedweed and Beth Schwartz. I can't get over Speedweed, man. No. I can't get over that name. Also, that he's, name. Uh, he's treated as well, too. A lot of his uh, episodes have been good. Mm. See, uh, over to Legends. No, wait, before we get to Legends, uh, Arrow is bringing back some cast members for the 100th episode. Guggenheim tweeted out a picture of the Arrow 100th episode table read with the caption, no flashpoint, no flashbacks. And Robert Queen was there. Hmm. Yeah. And, uh, Katie Cassidy tweeted out a thing saying, uh, that indicated that she would be in the 100th episode as well. So... I well now I'm intrigued. No no flashpoint no flat. Basically said no. This is this is not bullshit. This is this is a real thing mm-hmm. that happens. Mm-hmm. That'd be neat. Now actually officially over to Legends of Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the one we're gonna have to wait the longest for. It's like uh, was it October thirteenth? I want to say. Uh yeah, yeah. October thirteenth. Uh lost and found guest starring Stephen Amell. Whoa. Mm-hmm. After the defeat of the immortal villain Vandal Savage and the exposure of the corrupt Time Masters, a new threat emerges. Dr. Nate Haywood, an unconventional and charming historian, is thrust into the action. After making a shocking discovery, Nate Nate seeks out (laughs) Oliver Queen for help in finding the scattered legends. Mm -hmm. Once reunited, the legends continue their new mission to protect the timeline from temporal aberrations. Unusual changes to history that spawn potentially catastrophic consequences. Their first stop is 1942 to protect Albert Einstein from being kidnapped before the Nazis destroy New York City with a nuclear bomb. Meanwhile, Ray notices that Sarah has a mission of her own, which leads them both to face her nemesis, Damien Dark. 
Victor Garber, Arthur Darville, Dominic Purcell, and Franz Drame also star. <laughs> I guess they don't have much of a storyline this, this episode. <laughs> no, but that's what they promised us. <laughs> that is what they promised us. This is a good thing. They, they spread themselves too thin last year, and uh, they, did. they ended up making some of the... It didn't play as well, so that's what they promised us so, this year. This episode is directed by Dermot Downs and written by Mark Guggenheim, Phil Klimmer, and Greg Berlani and Chris Fadok. So... It'll be back October 13th. Mm-hmm. Thursday. Thursday, y'all. Mm-hmm. Come, it's to jiggling, y'all. A couple y'all. of Thursdays from now. But still Thursday. Mm-hmm. And they put out a season two poster, which is just badass. It's like, I don't know, like with the colors, the way that it's like citrus sci-fi, man. Yeah. It's... <laughs> it looked the it most looks like very... a, an actual comic book cover of any of the posters I've seen this year. Yep, it did. So, um... It also it has Our Man on there and the new Vixen mm-hmm. as well, so that's pretty dope. Guess what's coming to Hulu, man? What's that? Our buddy Randall Smith sent us this. Uh, actually, Randall Smith and Christopher White sent us this news. So everyone's very excited. Um, but Randall sent it first. Mm. Up your game, Chris. Sorry. Up your game. I'm sorry. Your game is plenty up. <laughs> um, all ten seasons of Smallville are going to be on Hulu. Oh, thank goodness. October 1st, buddy. I can finally get around to that and get y'all off my back. <laughs> Haunts me. <laughs> it's a good one, man. It's a pretty I good show. I believe you. I just have and that, and I haven't had access to it in a while. So. All right, so yeah, I can't. You know, I can't wait to hear you either love or complain. Probably both, like I did. I I get the feeling I'm going to complain for several seasons and then finally go. All right, all right, some cool stuff's happening, and, and then we'll. Yeah, we'll I mean, cool stuff out. happens everywhere. Like it starts getting deep into some stuff pretty early on. That I didn't even remember it did that quickly. But um, the thing that like I always loved and hated was John Glover as Lionel Luther coming in to give Lex little life lessons. Where he's just he just come in and be like. You know, Lex, the ancient Greeks. Did, 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 did. I'm like, oh man. <laughs> like every, he, he can't talk to his son. He just comes in. He's like, you know, in the art of war. I'm like, Ugh. yeah. <laughs> but I love John Glover to death. So he's been neat. He was. He and Michael Rosenbaum were always amazing together on screen. He just didn't have didn't have a real relationship. But other than that, they were great. Yeah, I mean. It was played that way, though. Yeah, I don't know. It was very clearly played that way. It wasn't bad character. Some work, by parents any means. just, you know, give like a new copy of The Prince to their kids every birthday. <laughs> so um, we've said it before. We don't have the uh, hardware to accomplish the task. Um, they did release a new episode of Batman: The Telltale Series, um, a game which I would be playing if I could simply afford it. Absolutely. Um, a few weeks ago, our listener and friend. Christopher White kindly reviewed the first episode, and now he is back to review episode two, The Children of Arkham. Hey, it's Chris here. Hey, Dave. Hey, Jason. Just wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about the Batman Telltale episode two, Children of Arkham. Now, let me tell you, it starts off with a bang and doesn't let up until the credits roll. I mean, the first episode was kind of slow and exposition heavy, a couple of moments of action here and there, but this one is just so relentless in its storytelling and what it wants to present to you. I mean, there's a couple of really good standout moments here, like one where you get to choose on how you're going to handle a situation is either Bruce 
Bruce or Batman, and another one where you have to choose between saving one of Batman's allies from, like, impending doom. Um, I don't want to spoil anything for you, but it's some of the most intense shit that I've ever played in a video game, and maybe even in a Batman game. I mean, I love you, Arkham's, but you can't give me what Telltale has given me so far. And if this is a taste of things to come, I am so fucking in. Now, Jason, I do share your sentiment about the games being a choose-your-own-adventure kind of thing, done with, like, modern graphics, but there's just something about watching the characters that you know and love dealing with the consequences of your actions and decisions and not necessarily their own that just make this so engaging. I mean, I couldn't put it down, and by the end of it, I just wanted more. Um, really looking forward to episode three and episode two right now is easily a five out of five for me um keep up the good work i love the show and i'll be back to talk to you guys about episode three all right thank you christopher white dude i you know for a non-spoiler review he he's actually amping me up to see this to, to, <laughs> I, I won't play it but i'll see it i'll like watch a i think what i what i can afford YouTube, to do so. is wait for someone to put up their version of the gameplay on youtube and and me catch it before yes. warner brothers tears it down <laughs> that's what i can afford that's pretty much what i can afford too so someone shoot me a link um, if, if they see that happen so yeah like uh chris said he'll be back at some point when they release episode three um but they just released episode two so that'll be a minute mm -hmm. uh but yeah thanks chris for doing that that's awesome you are an amazing listener mm -hmm. sir so uh unfortunately we did not get any new reviews on itunes this week mm. So, giveaway number two remains stagnant. Mm. But, guess what did happen? John Lynette, the winner of our first giveaway, did contact us. Um, he should be getting his his uh, prize today. Cool. They just texted me and said it was like going to be delivered before 8 p.m. today. Um, yeah. They're actually so, pretty um, accurate about that. Mm -hmm. And he did, he did contact us and everything. And I wanted to share just this piece of it with you. He said, I just now finished the September 13th episode and may have cheered out loud in the office when I heard my name. <laughs> you pronounced, you pronounced Lynette perfectly, by the way. Which is a record uh, for us. That's, that's unprecedented. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he says, I have always been a big Superman fan from the Smallville days and have become a huge overall DC fan the last couple of years. I have brainwashed my three-year-old daughter into loving DC as well with Justice League, Young Justice, etc. However, I have never gotten into the actual comics and would like to start reading it with my daughter. Dude, that got me, man. Yeah. I like, I rolled a couple of tears, I mean, man. you, you like, hate to hear about. the word brainwashed, but it's really for home good. Uh, yeah, I mean, it is. But, I mean, I laughed at that, but, <laughs> like, the, I want to, he asked recommendations for what he could read with his daughter. Yeah. Um... I, you know, offered some recommendations, and we wound up, he wound up getting Superman for all seasons. That's a good one. That's a good one. It's a phenomenal book. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that, that actually, that reached out, touched a brother's heart. I did. Like, I, I love that kind of thing, man. I, you know, I love that I helped someone read a comic book with their kid. Yeah. It's awesome. To me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so why don't, why don't you want to be like John? Come get free stuff. Why don't you? Come get free stuff, dude. Go to iTunes. I'll even put up a link to the iTunes to our iTunes in the in the descriptions and on their web our our webpage mm -hmm. dconscreen.com and give us a five star review. You could bitch about me not being able to say something in the review. Mm -hmm. You know, Which we've gotten like before. Dave doesn't just be like give the five star reviews and then just write. You know, that jackass doesn't know how to say words. We'll believe be you okay. and agree. I'll be like, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. No hard feelings. 
But yeah, uh, you guys know the drill. It's a trade paperback, a DVD, or a Blu-ray for $15 or less. Come on, what do you have to lose? A couple of minutes out of your day? Are you that busy? I mean, probably. Probably, yeah. I'm sorry. Probably. I'm, I'm really Stop sorry. Stop time-shaming them. Presumed. Time-shaming them. <laughs> all right, guys. That's all I've got for this episode yep. that I know of. Do you have anything? No, nah, it really was slow. Got our yeah, shows back. I mean, that's it. The season has begun. Yeah, yeah. Modern Family came back with a bang. It's really good. Yeah, I'm like a season behind. <laughs> well, I'll catch up to that. I'm ignoring time. Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, I'll get to that sooner. I love Brooklyn Nine Nine, but you know they they betrayed me. I'm a completist, and they betrayed me. Four seasons in, they're gonna have a crossover with New Girl. Screw them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not watching New Girl. <laughs> so I'm gonna anyway I'm gonna ignore my completist tendencies and just go dig right into that episode. Uh, yeah. I'll be fine. I have to admit, I saw a set picture of uh, Andy Samberg with frosted tips, and I went, oh. <laughs> anyway, uh, thank you so much for listening. We are DC On Screen. You can find every episode at dconscreen.com. I don't know if you noticed this, but we released three episodes. By the time this is out, you will have three new episodes this week. Gotham Review, Lucifer Review, News Episode. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just going to ramp up from here, folks. So, mm-hmm. Subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever the hell you subscribe to. Do what you got to do uh, so you don't miss a single episode. And if you do, you know, there's like 50 more. So, like, coming in the next week. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not like overall, because this is episode 210. But, uh, yeah. Anyway, we love you for listening. Thank you so much for, for taking the time out in your day to hear us prattle on about all of these things. Um, come enter our contest. DC on screen on Facebook and Twitter. We're proud members of the Giant Size Team Up Network. GiantSizeTeamUp.com. Proud members of the Batman Podcast Network. That's it. Until next time, keep some DC on your screen. Just do it. Just do it. You know you want to. Now more than ever, it's important for you and your family to enjoy the spaces you're in most often. Visit fergusonshowrooms.com to shop online or schedule a personalized consultation to meet with our experts at your local Ferguson bath, kitchen, and lighting gallery. Together, we'll help you make the most of home and create a space you'll love to live in. Get started on your project and discover extraordinary products like the Pro Grand Range by Thermidor. Now more than ever, it's important for you and your family to enjoy the spaces you're in most often. Visit fergusonshowrooms.com to shop online or schedule a personalized consultation to meet with our experts at your local Ferguson bath, kitchen, and lighting gallery. Together, we'll help you make the most of home and create a space you'll love to live in. Get started on your project and discover extraordinary products like the Pro Grand Range by Thermidor.